When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hey, everybody. This is Mike from the Confused Breakfast Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Yes, I said it, 4.0. You know when you try something, AJ, like for the first time, like start a podcast, the first episode's like kind of okay, pretty decent. Oh, yeah. But then by the fourth episode, you literally perfected it's, your craft. perfection. Perfection. Yes. That is basically what happened here with Manscaped. Yes. The Lawnmower 4.0, I am lucky enough to be one of the first people to try Try the new 4.0 after upgrading from the 2.0. 2.0 was a little better than the 1.0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 4.0, insanity. Oh Blown away by the performance, craftsmanship, and details. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, including the three hosts of this show. Use code CONFUSED at checkout for 20% off and free worldwide shipping at manscaped.com. Again, code CONFUSED at checkout for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Go do it. Now, seriously. Jump in there. And ladies, Christmas is coming. Great gift idea. Uh-huh. Holiday season. Ladies. It's like a Hallmark uh, Christmas movie, you know what I mean? It's not just a gift for him, it's a gift for you. Yeah. Okay, bye. Hey, it's Andre Gower. You know me as Sean from the Monster Squad and my new documentary, Wolfman's Got Nards. You're listening to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Start the episode. <laughs> Well, hello there, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? I do. The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to get off your couch, but there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by hand, and riding your bike back to your clubhouse. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me, as always, two guys that definitely have nards, AJ Vans and Sean Pryor. How the heck are you? Yeah, man. Freshly shaved. You know what I'm saying? Oh. You know what I'm saying? Big old hair, hairy dork. Yeah. You got that manscape going? I'm scaping oh. that man. My man. My man's. Both of them. I mean. 
Yep. All two. All three of them. All right. <laughs> well, we're delighted to have you here with us today, listeners around the world. If you are new to the podcast, you're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you loved from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. So stay tuned for all the fun. But before we get started, we want to tell you about a few fun ways to support this podcast and all of our efforts. I want to hear them. Way number one to support us, we got a voicemail. Yeah. The number is 319-804-9596. There's a link and you just click the thing and you'll just go right to it. We like when you call us. You tell you tell us some funny stuff and then we get to immortalize you on the show. Please. So here's this week's episode. Episode voicemail. Cool. Nice. Hi, my name is Tris Joss. It, I know it sounds made up, but it's not. I freaking love your guys' podcast. We live in Honolulu, Hawaii, <gasps> and every morning I listen to your podcast on the way to work in traffic, and I think it's fucking hysterical. I had to add on the Jurassic Park episode that mm. you all just let out. My cousin and I went to see it with my dad when I was about five. And I remember being terrified. So, like, shortly after the T-Rex was introduced into the movie in theater, we had to leave. And my cousin was crying. I was crying. My dad was probably a a hot mess. So every year when me and my cousin watch that movie, um, he just, you know, gives me a hard time over it. And I thought it was hysterical. But do you guys ever think that you'll do podcasts about the TV shows and not just movies? Um, Because... I know there's a lot of really cool old vintage TV shows from like the 80s, 90s that are pretty obscure that nobody really talks about anymore. And I'd like to hear your guys' you know theories on them and insights on it because I think again you're hysterical and probably the best part of my day. Anyways, thanks for doing what you're doing. It's amazing, and I love you guys. Love you too. God damn it. From Hawaii. So yeah, we've wow. been planning a, a group vacation actually where we could get away as a podcast group and collect our thoughts. Yeah. So we're just going to come to your house if that's cool. Yeah, I'm sure she hears that. Just, like, she's like, oh, so you house? live in Hawaii. It must be the best. And it's like, well, fuck traffic and everything. <laughs> all, my question is though to you that it, do you go to Jurassic Park all the time? Because it, it's kind of right there, it's right? It's right there, right? <laughs> do you, have you seen the dinosaurs? There's a real Jurassic Park near you. Yeah. That's another thing that she probably hears all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, that is, that's, that's awesome, though, because uh, you, man, if we're, we're some of the best parts of your day, uh, I don't know whether to apologize or to <laughs> or to just say thank you, <laughs> but, but I will say thank you very much for that. We love you just as much. Yeah, yeah. as far as shows go, we, yeah. got, we got some things planned in the pipeline. Uh, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, we uh, There's a, a show out there that I really loved uh, uh, during the 80s, but I watched more in my childhood was uh, Growing Pains. I really want to yeah. hit that up, man. Yeah, you bet. I, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, way number two to, to uh, support this podcast, hook us up with some reviews. Uh, subscribe on that favorite podcast platform. Apple Cod, Pod, Apple Cod Past Podcast is where you, can, where you can leave some reviews. We like to read them on air. This segment's called Review Time. Review Time! This is from Nick F24. Keep up the good work. Confused breakfast Patreon member here, and I love the podcast. Every time I listen to an episode, I need to rewatch the movie. I enjoy laughing with y'all, and it makes my day better. Never had a Patreon account, and y'all are the only ones I subscribe to. Love the new merch, and can't wait for more of everything. That's Nick. I'm guessing that's Nick Folkerson. Yeah, that's what that's my guess. Thanks, dude. Folkerson. Yeah, man. Like you've been you've been here from the start. We love that you picked up some merch. We love that. you're supporting us on Patreon. It means yeah. the world, man. That yeah. is awesome. You're you're fucking awesome is what you are. <laughs> hey, all right. I'm sure he's never heard that before. <laughs> oh, you never heard that one, dude. Oh, brand new. Hey. Let us know if you have heard that because that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> 
And feel free to use it if you haven't. Yeah, please. And speaking of Patreon, uh, way number three to support us. Uh, join the Patreon just like Nick. Go on there. We've got some amazing perks for you uh, to show your support to us, including voting on upcoming movie topics and access to weekly episodes that is just for Patreon members. There's like nearly 10 hours now of audio and video there waiting wow. for you. So if you've caught up and you're like, I wish they'd release something every week, there's more Boom. on the Patreon for the you. The day after, buddy. Yep. Uh, and also, our Patreon members actually just got to vote on a, an upcoming movie that I think we're going to go ahead and announce next week. Yeah, uh, okay. coming up here at the end of October, they got to pick it, so we're here to roll with it. So go check it out. All the perks at Patreon.com/slash/ConfusedBreakfast. Here's a few of the newest Patreon sponsors: Jason, yes. Jason Botsford, Stephen Moore, Chris Pryor, Paul Diaro, Jason Hahn, Buckaroo Bonsley, Jeff Spencer, Moth Maiden Creations, Travis Scanlon, Eric Hine, Michael Hod, Gary. McCarthy, Nathan Hill, Corey Vaughn, Damian Zemek, Jukes of Hazard, and Ranger Rick and Sue Baloo. Thank so, you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. The list thank keeps you. on getting bigger and bigger, and those names keep keep on getting funner and funner. <laughs> Ranger Rick. <laughs> Ranger. All right, boys. So it's time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we discuss yes. a definitive 80s cult classic, a movie that taught us that monsters were cool while giving us one of the best adaptations of Dracula ever put on film. Uh-huh. Some have called this movie a blatant ripoff of The Goonies, but many disagree. Mm. We are, of course, talking about 19. 1987's The Monster Squad. And for those of you looking to get a refresher on the movie quick, uh, feel free to pause, check out on Amazon Prime. I, I believe it was, you didn't have to pay for it. It's just Free. sitting right there, which yeah. is usually weird that this time of year, if it's a scary movie, they're right. like, no, you're going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah. We're going to capitalize on you this. You can watch shit. this in July if you yeah. want. But we're not, putting not. it in our special curated catalog. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're bringing it back for you yeah. so you can pay us. <laughs> So before we get diving in on this uh, with the scene-by-scene analysis, uh, we like to get everybody kind of caught up on the movie. Sean hooks us up with all those pertinent details that we need to know. Sean, what you got, man? Let's do this. I love this. The Monster Squad, produced by Jonathan Zimbert, Peter Hyams, and Rob Cohen. Rob Cohen, the director of Fast and the Furious. Bobby. <laughs> Written by Shane Black and Fred Decker. Music by Bruce Boughton. Director of photography, Bradford May. Uh, special makeup effects by Stan Winston. He's back again. Uh, and directed by Fred Decker himself. Cast. Andre Gower. Robbie Kiger. Stephen Macht. Duncan Rieger. Tom Noonan. Brent Shalom. Ashley Bank. Michael Faustino. Mary Ellen Trainer, Leonardo Camino. John Grice. Stan Shaw. And Jason Hervey. Co-writer and director Fred Decker started out in a writing major in film school, but wanted to turn to directing. After writing House, the movie, uh, the 80s horror movie uh, House, his idea for a creepy alien invasion film was greenlit, and Decker was set to direct his first feature, Night of the Creeps, which if you haven't seen that, great Halloween movie. Go check it out. Yikes. While on the set of Night of the Creeps, Decker came up with the idea of for the Monster Squad, uh, wanting a kid-friendly spin on the classic Universal Monsters. Shane Black came on board to help out, having just written Lethal Weapon. Black's contributions to the film was mainly the idea that the father was a cop and those effects on the family. So wow. that makes a lot of sense. Andre Gower and Robbie Kiger were good friends in real life, uh, and Gower helped Kiger get the role uh, of his best friend in the film. Seth Green also screen tested with Andre Gower, but did not land a role, but did remain friends with Gower. 
Tom Woodruff Jr. was who sculpted the Frankenstein design of the face mostly, uh, also plays the Gill Man nice. in, in the film. 1987 was a big year for movies and for Shane Black specifically. Black was in Predator and co-wrote Monster Squad. Predator came out in June. The Lost Boys came out in July. And and Masters of the Universe, along with Monster Squad, came out a week apart from each other in August. The Monster Squad came out in August of 1987, as I just said, with a $12 million budget that the film only made $3.8 million of the box office back. (laughs) Yikes! But garnered garnered its garnered its audience on home video and many many retrospective screenings, becoming a cult classic, which is why we are talking about it right yeah. fucking now. I mean, from what I'm gathering, is no one saw this movie when it it's came pretty out. Pretty much not. Yeah, and it's and it's not like today where it could go to Netflix and survive, and then all of a sudden six months later, people start talking about it. It it just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Right, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. That's, I mean, this maybe is the true definition of cult classic. It's what it is. Yeah. I mean, like like Masters of the Universe is also kind of a cult classic uh, thing, too, where it just kind of got its audience a little bit later. But uh, yeah, some movies just do that. Yeah. It's a thing that just like packs out the, the like screenings of it now. But yeah, at the time it was just like it just got overshadowed by so many things. Mm -hmm. And it just, it just didn't happen really that much. So yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Well, next thing we like to do is we like to hook the audience up with a little insight about what we thought about the movie the first time we saw it, what our ratings were, what our thoughts were. Um, Sean, why don't you start us off on this one? All man? right. Well, yeah, like like everyone else, when this first came out, one, I didn't exist yet. Um, and I only heard about it from uh, a filmmaker that I really like called Ty West. He was on... Uh, Amoeba YouTube um, channel thing that they do where they you, you can go through their whole amoeba music in uh california uh you can go through the store and pick out what you what you like and then at at the end when you're done you tell tell the audience about what's what's in your bag and that's what the show is called um so he had monster squad in his bag and he's like this is my goonies and i'm like i like you so i'm gonna watch that'll perk your ears up a little bit and uh so it was about maybe 20 maybe 2015 2014 when i first saw this movie and just fell in love with it like it's it when I thought about it then, it was just like, this is ultimate fun, cheesy kid uh, monsters, kids swearing, like, what's, what? how can you get any better? And yes, it is um, pretty much like the Goonies, but you, I think it's apples and oranges to me, yeah. and we'll get to that. But uh, totally. when I saw it then, it was probably, pr- uh, I would say, about a eight. Eight. What did you think about it the first time you saw it? Uh, when I first saw this, it was it was after my brother Ray, my oldest brother did tell me about it, and I can't remember how old I was. I had to have been early teens, I think. But he he showed me this movie, but I didn't connect with it. Like, I had already seen, like, Goonies. I had already seen um, Lost Boys. And so this felt way different from those movies. I was honestly, I was a little bored by it. Like, I was like, that's not, like, visually stimulating to me. I was like, whatever I was doing at the time, you know, we didn't shut the lights off. We didn't, you know... Um, I think I just he showed it to me, and uh, I'll give it a a five point five. Well, five point five. Uh, so I've never seen this. Movie. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. I uh, I I'd never even heard of it. Wow. Until until you guys started mentioning it on the show. I mean, it was like a thing where. Like, oh, it'll be really cool. We'll do some Halloween movies. And you guys are like, Monster Squad! And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let's do Monster Squad! 
and like yeah, I wish sure. I wish you would have made me record a like what do I think this movie's about <laughs> yeah, thing I know. because it would have been like I don't even know <laughs> I I have no clue and I, I just have never seen it never heard of it so I have zero and I guess I fall into that category of kids that should have seen it because I was I was five yeah. I I would have seen it in the next couple years of my life but it was such a flop that I w- I never saw it so then by the time it starts reemerging I'm maybe too old for ah oh, yeah. it's a kids movie I don't want to see this so yeah so I've I've got an a, big old NA gotcha. on my rating wow nice. yeah so I'm, we'll, we'll decide we'll see what my rating is after I'm this excited. Summer. All right, so before we get into this film review, AJ always does some research for us, hooks us up with the ratings and reviews of critics and fans alike. What do you got, man? Where are we start? This is kind of interesting. I, I'm excited to see where this leads. It's going to be a blood red on what? The, the tomato meter. Yes. All right. We did it again. Monster Squad. 60% on the tomato meter oh, for wow. critical reviews. Now, now, is that can that be modern critical reviews, I, too? It's got to be something it's, around that. It's some sort of just I mean, when it came out, plus if any critic wants to write a review on it now. I imagine that's what it's like. Yeah. Because oh. you got to think it was probably way less than that when it initially came Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, the audience score kind of uh, follows suit It's in, in that understanding. It's a 78% from audience scores because mm. they're the ones who seem to now resonate oh, yeah. it with that cult classic vibe, you know? I bet that goes up every year. Uh, it has to. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and yeah, I mean, there's only, when you consider there's actually only 25 critical reviews on Rotten Tomatoes right. about mm. this. Um, I didn't go back and see like how many were like from that time and now, but uh, but yeah, audience score uh, ratings continue to grow. Nice. Um, Maybe like a 0.0 every year. 0.0.1. If we move over to IMDb, do we need any guesses at all, gentlemen? Tell us what it is, man. 7.0. 7.0, right on the money. That's good. Uh, 61 on Metascore. Okay. So if we're looking, we get some criticals. Jason Clark from Entertainment Weekly. Fred Decker's 1987 horror comedy is likely, is like totally the ultimate 80s movie. (laughs) An agreeably goofy Little Rascals meets the Goonies time passer. The movie is proudly anti-CGI. Nice. Another one that I really liked reading through, actually, uh, is from IGN. This film paints a nostalgic portrait of the fears we all shared as children. The common knowledge that when our parents left the room, the monsters under our beds or locked inside our closet started to shift and scratch. That our only friend in the midnight hour was the nightlight in the corner of the room. Hell yeah. That's, That's awesome. Great. I really liked that one. Um, so there were some a couple of negative ones, and I'll just give you the worst one. Uh, it was only a 40. TV Guide magazine said this second feature from director Fred Decker is poorly paced and haphazardly scripted uh, horror comedy that is neither scary nor particularly funny. Hmm. Too bad. You don't think Wolfman getting kicked in the nards is yeah. nope. even nope. the least bit? Nope. Well, it's too bad. Sorry. That's unfortunate. That's fine. Uh, how about a good one, guys? 10 out of 10. Childhood Memories in January 19th of 1999. All right. Magruder said, <laughs> this movie brings back childhood memories of watching TV all day long during the summer vacation. Uh, this movie was and still is one of my favorite movies of all times. Just watching it makes me happy. Nice. So what if the acting is not top caliber? It has a great story, and the characters are all fun to watch. It is a highly amusing film that you should watch it if you should watch if you've never seen it. Nice. All right. Last but not least, one out of ten. This uh, is a fan review. This one is out a ten. fan I'm review. 
This is my favorite part. <laughs> this, is your favorite. this is Mike's favorite. He likes to get in on these. Uh, one out of ten. Uh, the one that you wanted on September 15th of 2020, titled, A Character Asked If a Five-Year-Old Girl is a Virgin During the Film. That tells you all you need to know. <laughs> Awful. Period. And not even for the reason I put in the title of this review. The film is annoying and boring. Too many face shots of Dracula seems super strange. The action was not there. Just at, just the after effects of the action, quote unquote. I think this was some kind of rush job to rip off the Goonies or something. Just lame and not meant for children or adults. Toilet trash and rats are most likely the target audience. <laughs> toilet trash? What kind of trash are you putting down yeah, the toilet, what, yeah, man? What are we talking here? <laughs> Don't put trash down the toilet. You'll, you'll fuck up your septic. Yeah, it will. Yeah, damn. Inform yourself. Uh, the same guy who directed RoboCop 3 directed this film. That tells you how much the producers valued this trash. I mean... <laughs> but, I mean, he's got a point. Okay. Yeah, we, understand. Point. we understand. We understand. <laughs> so that was, that was a pretty helpful one. Four out of 15 people found that one pretty oh, helpful. Wow. So. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. <laughs> there it is. When I sit down to rewatch these classic, classic movies, mm-hmm. I always have three things with me. My cat in my lap, my notepad, and a glass of whiskey. The whiskey is probably the most important thing, I mean, although I do love my cat a lot. I mean, let's just not tell him about he's that. Not listening. Okay. I know, I hope he's not listening, Sergeant <laughs> Meowenstein. Uh, but these classic movies are so warm, nostalgic, which is why we love them and why we're here to celebrate them. So the whiskey does the exact same thing for me. It enhances these classic warm feelings. And I know you all well enough to know you're wondering exactly what type of whiskey do you drink, Michael? What type of whiskey do you drink? Dear Michael, what kind of whiskey? What type? Well, being from Iowa, there is only one choice for all things whiskey, and that is Cedar Ridge Distillery. Oh, yeah. From their flagship bourbon, quintessential American single malt, and even their collaboration with Slipknot. Yeah, I love that, Sean. That was a soundbite, actually. Sean didn't do that. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with this Midwestern staple. All of our local fans likely already know about the number one selling bourbon in the state of Iowa, but some of our listeners from the rest of the country maybe haven't heard of them yet. That's all about to change since Cedar Ridge is growing and expanding like crazy, especially after winning Distillery of the Year in 2017. So it makes complete sense that one of the fastest growing podcasts in America is working with one of the fastest growing whiskey distilleries in America that is right in our backyard. If you're in Iowa, pick up a bottle today and support this amazing local company that is supporting our podcast. If you're elsewhere and you are a whiskey fan or have somebody in your life who loves whiskey, look them up, find out where you can get a bottle. You can order online and have it delivered right to your house, or you can pester your local retailers to order some. Do yourself a favor, click the link in the show notes to find out more. Cedar Ridge Whiskey.com. Cedar Ridge Whiskey. CedarRidgeWhiskey.com Ryan Lambert here. You might know me from such things as Rudy from the Monster Squad. I killed all the things. You're listening to the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Let's get back to the show. You know, if you want to be in the goddamn club. Well, my dudes, what do you say we head to the clubhouse, read some comic books, talk about virgins, and maybe find some time to hunt and kill some monsters? Are you kidding? Yeah, dude. Welcome to spooky season. Rad. Here we go.
The story opens in Transylvania in 1887. Van Helsing tries to destroy the evil amulet and defeat Dracula, but he is sucked into a portal. In the present day, we meet Sean, Patrick, and Horace, who have a monster-loving club called the Monster Squad. Sean's little sister, Phoebe, older tough kid, Rudy, and little Eugene join the club. Yeah, man. What do you think of these opening credits? It was it was awesome. Yeah, it, it was it was hocus pocus for me. Yeah, where you you've got the old timey scene that sort of sets the story, and something bad happened, and it's kind of creepy, and then we move into the middle. Mm-hmm. The part the part I knew where I, what I was in for here, then I knew that it was eighties, was when they're. It starts and they put the title screen yeah. up, and it's like long time ago. And yeah, searching yeah. for the email, and they tried to destroy it. They blew it. They blew it. <laughs> I was like, this is, <laughs> this is so 80s. I love it. I was like, okay, cool. Here we go. Let's do this, man. <laughs> I love I love when they get into like the castle. You can tell that the bats are on strings. And I think it's intentional. Like it's <laughs> right. got to be. Like they they know what they're doing. Like they they reference all these universal monsters anyway. And they have this immaculate makeup you're gonna see later on. <laughs> obviously obviously they could have done better, but they're gonna do that just because it's it's that's what they did. They wanted to make it look like it's fucking Dracula from yeah. back in the day. And I I think that's really charming. Yeah. But I thought I thought it was like creepy and eerie that whole scene despite some of that like there was some cool effects going on yeah. and like i wouldn't have walked in there no i'm not going in there i mean when they when they first walk in they they see that vampire that female vampire eating like a rat <laughs> or like a, a possum a possum or something it's like like that could have been anybody that that could have been like just a sexy homeless yeah. woman yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. We just blew her away. you don't know what Transylvania transylvania was like i mean back goodness then. Yeah. this shit was wild back yeah. in the day man all right <laughs> like where do you think amsterdam got all those ideas people lived to be like 31 so that, i mean she was living her life <laughs> yeah she was just living her best life just tearing into Oh, an armadillo? That was her catch of the uh, day, th- man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she was actually trying to offer some to Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. He killed her. Yeah, just boom. A stake right to the heart. Yeah. Apparently, I think it was Shane Black or something just had these grand ideas for this movie. Oh, just yes. grand ideas. Yes, yes. He was just like, no, when this, we're going to start out. And it's, it's, it should look like basically Lord of the Rings at Helm's Deep or some <laughs> shit. We want like villagers and like army people like storming the castle. And it's like, n- wait, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. no. So one <laughs> second. Hear me, hear me. Here it is. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So what, what we're, we're, we're going to fucking do, dude, is straight up, we're uh-huh. going to have, we're uh-huh. going to have, uh, 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 um, we're going to have like 80 80 vampire women on horses coming in, okay. like on fire. Dude. Okay. The horses are on fire. Horses are on fire. Horses and, are on fire. And the chickens and the turtles yeah. and <laughs> and all those. Um, yeah, his his idea was like way grand than like that. Like that, his opening would have been the the entire film's budget, pretty yeah. much. Oh yeah, I love it. And I, I, they could pull that off nowadays with CGI and stuff like that, but I'm glad they didn't go with that kind of shit. It still wasn't. I, I'm watching it modern day, going, it's not too bad. Yeah. So where I, I can imagine, had I seen this in 1987, I would have been like, oh my god, there's a portal. <laughs> yeah. What is happening? No way, dude. I'd be. I would have been if I was one of those villagers. I was just like, I was literally just farming cabbage, and you brought me up here. <laughs> what is going on? Well, it's like the classic Frankenstein thing too. Like they're battering down the the door to yep. get to the to the guy, the bad guy that they think is bad, who in this case is bad. But um, I like the when Van Helsing is 
yelling at that poor woman, that poor yeah. virgin. He's like, we are going to die. You know, it's like, well, if you quit fucking yelling in her face, maybe she could read yeah. in German. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Good it's a tall Lord. order, probably even back then. Yeah. Good God. I mean, like, just quiet down a bit. Like, the music is overbearing. You hear this music, oh, yeah. right? You know, I mean, it's like full bore and it's storming and there's a portal and there's vampires. Like, just give me a break a little we bit. We all know we're going to die. Yeah. I'm trying my best. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What? Who were okay? So we we get to meet the kids. Who was who was your favorite kid the first time you watched this? Like, um, like you, you, these movies, you always associate yourself with one of the kids. I always related to Sean just because he was in my name, totally, and he spelled it like me. So I, I thought that was really cool. But uh, it'll it changes. But we can get to that later. Oh yeah. What, what about you? I, I I didn't pick one yet. You know, like this yeah. is this is more of the critical viewing. This, yeah, I I, I don't know. I, I'm guessing I probably would have related to Sean as well, just kind of the leader kid. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I'm guessing most people kind of did that, right? Yeah. He's the Mikey of the group, exactly. Sort of, you know, yeah. Well, I was gonna I was gonna bring it up too. I'm like, I I, I hope there's like a movie out there where there's like a leader that's named AJ, mm. because we have Mikey. There we go. Who in the Goonies, and now we have Sean. And the in the Monster Squad, and we have AJ and nobody. I'm just like, I'm just a nobody. Like the Christmas Chronicles, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Christmas. That would be ideal for AJ if this was a Christmas that'd be, movie. That'd be wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. Like, oh yeah, do do you have somebody you associated with? Uh, so I'm I'm a very very hard cross between Rudy. And Horace. Yeah. yeah. So, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> so, um, I wanted to be really cool like Rudy, but like, and there was a time in my life where I probably got, I got like picked on like Horace. Then there was a point where I didn't like to see that happen. So I was more like, yeah. right, like right. Rudy. <laughs> I also figured out and learned how to like, how to talk and I could like, people would be bullies or something and I just talk them. Yeah. You could talk your way I could out of it. Talk them out of it and like or I'd or I'd make fun of them harder than they would be able to make fun <laughs> of anybody guys, else. Have you guys thought about investing? Yeah. Like <laughs> you probably should. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I I mean I loved Horace. Uh I thought that, that that there was kind of a poignant scene there where he was getting picked on. Mm-hmm. Um and they're like, what'd you say? And and he like Normally, the kid getting bullied would be like, "I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything at yeah. all." But he's still like under his breath, goes, "I said you're an asshole." Like, yeah, <laughs> Horace, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and like normally, that doesn't happen where he knows that he's going to say this and then he's going to get beat up. But I thought it really kind of set up his transformation at the end. Like Horace always had it in him. Yeah, oh yeah. And he was ready to take on a bigger role in his life. He just needed like that extra push. Hell yeah. He was getting there. But like, because normally the bullied kid just runs away and trips and mm. everybody laughs at him. Yeah. He did it. He stood up to him. Hey guys, how about we have him? We do ma- math squad. Or- <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that was my other thing is like, that's why I was like, I was just, I could never shut my mouth. Even if I was getting like picked on a little, I was getting picked on like someone like just shut I, your mouth, you'll be fine. I could easily just get beaten up, and I would just never shut my mouth. And Is that all you got? Yeah, it's like it's like you should just. Well, shut it's up. even hard to take those bullies seriously because like Jason Hervey, I think. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, of, yeah. Uh, of, uh, Wonder, Wonder Years, Years Back to the Future as well. Well, yes, that's right. Oh, God, yeah, that's um, right. Uh, these they're they're doing their like microphone bit. Like, uh, <laughs> let's go on our man on the street, and then he hands him the mic, and he has a mic in his hand already, fake mic, and then takes the mic, and then it's like, get your fucking bit together yeah. if you're gonna if you're gonna put roast it, somebody, put dude. Together, assholes. God damn it. God. Jeez. But then Rudy, then Rudy shows up, yeah, just man. like the stallion. What what I couldn't figure out is a man I, rocket. I would think so. <laughs> that Ru- age, that age, Rudy's just... straight up heartthrob at that age for sure. Like, yeah. had this movie really like become a 
an insane cult, like sane uh, following back then. Yeah. I think, I think completely. Yeah. But, but what I could never, I couldn't figure out upon third viewing even like, why does Rudy even want to join this monster squad? Yeah. Correct. Isn't he's older, right? <laughs> yeah. He's smoking cigarettes. Like what, what is the point of him wanting to be involved with these younger kids? I think it's kind of a cool thing. Cause like he's, he's a kind of a kid that's living out of his era a little bit. And I think that he is into the, these dark things and he just doesn't kind of know it yet. Um, I think he's just trying to find himself, but he's, he's firmly in that like fifties new, new era, you know, in the eighties kind of look like greaser kind of look. Yep. And so he's kind of fallen into with these kids and they're like, well, they like monsters. Like I I've seen Frankenstein, I guess like that's, that could be cool. I think maybe he's like maybe new in town. That, 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 vibe. that felt that way too. Yeah. But everybody was scared of him. Like that's EJ true. and his friends were like, Oh shit. I already killed a man. He's like, <laughs> 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 is that what Phoebe says? I think so. That was like under uh, completely. You didn't see her even saying it, it was just like alternative dialogue. Where she goes, I heard he, ki-. no, she says, I heard he killed his dad yeah, that's right <laughs> that's what little phoebe said about Rudy. oh my god when, I, I heard that on the last watching did not hear that the first time through <laughs> i i just always think that rudy is like maybe he got like held back a grade maybe that's why he's like older but hanging oh. around them or, oh, or something yeah. that you're just like why are you here and then because even the bully is like afraid of him he's like oh no or if he's just like in the older grade the loafers is what set it off for yep, me with the white socks <laughs> with the white socks <laughs> yeah man and he strikes that match or whatever on the on the heel it's just like what is what are you doing and I don't know the the bike was even old school like you were saying yeah. I don't know that vi- whole vibe though man I just really love the redemption of him, like making him eat that candy bar. Yeah, I'm a real. I'm. I was just like, yeah, fuck you, man. So good. <laughs> but speaking of of Phoebe, I'm pretty sure Phoebe's my favorite character in this movie. Hundred percent. She's yeah, uh, normally I hate the little kid tag along yep. and the, but God, she's incredible in this movie. She's so funny. Uh, amazing actor like that. Those lines she said about like, yeah, I heard he killed his dad, and just the way. She delivers those lines are so good, right? Yeah. Right from the start. Well, she turned down a role in Fatal Attraction, I believe, to be in this movie. Wow! And that movie was a huge hit. Yeah, like, huge, huge, huge. I mean, she didn't turn it down. Her parents did, probably. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think she's incredible. Like nowadays, she is my favorite character. Yeah. Bar none. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Scary German guy. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, they show that's when they meet Phoebe, and then they're that, outside yeah. the scary German right. guy's house. Yeah. Did Did you guys have a house like that? When you were growing up, like there was there was the scary house in the neighborhood. I didn't. I didn't have that, man. We had that, and it was our babysitter. Oh no! <laughs> so I went in that house daily. Oh, um, no. It wasn't like a, I guess, mysterious thing, but there was like a mysterious like room where she just let like all the kids like roam around the house because she was she was quote unquote babysitting and <laughs> letting us watch Red Dawn and and. <laughs> Um, oh, this lady. So there was this room, and like she would never let us go in, but like obviously we wanted to all the time, and it just stank of cigarettes. And she would just like she she like had emphysema or something, and she would like cough up into like these Kleenexes and then show us what's inside. No. Wow. And, no. Uh, ah, God. so that was that's oh. our house. So you had a scary German guy house. Yeah, <laughs> she was. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. So moving along, Dracula brings the mummy, Gill Man, Frankenstein's monster, and the Wolfman to life to help him find the amulet. Sean's dad is a cop and is called into work to investigate the shooting of the Wolfman and the disappearance of the mummy. Fearing that monsters have come to town, the group goes to visit Scary German Guy to translate Van Helsing's diary. Nice. 
So the fact that the mom just gets this book from a garage it was just sale, like a garage sale, and I think it was, I think it was the house that the the Dracula like takes over. Oh, okay. did you get? Did you get that? Like uh-uh. she said, it was from the house up on whatever street. And I'm pretty sure that's where the house is. The like direct- Shadowbrook Drive or something. Yeah, like that, really? she said. Yeah, this is, this is my only problem with the movie is that the like the plot and like how things are brought in, like the book, aren't they're left up to us kind of, and that's yeah. it's fine. But we don't have enough information to figure it out. Yeah, you know, if we if we got fed that stuff, and I know there was 13 minutes cut out of this movie, and maybe that's like where it was cut or something like, like explaining these scenes, but that just seems like. Um, that seems very kind of important. <laughs> well, it's it's important, but it seems like oh, I just got out of garage sale. It's just like yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they just threw it in there. Like you know, it's like, but that seems very very important. You know, I don't know. That's that's my like maybe my only gripe about the movie so far. Yeah, it feels like they could they couldn't have done something. I'm gonna do this right now, so I apologize um, to anyone listening, especially Andre Gower, Gower because I actually we actually talked to him a little bit at yeah. one point in time. And I'll apologize to you, my friend. But it's like they you couldn't they couldn't have done like a little uh, like Goonies thing. It's like, oh yeah, I found this book. It's just like <laughs> it's just like you couldn't give me like some little teaser of just tell like me how important this is. Right? Yeah, now. show me how important this is. Like just a little bit. I didn't pick up on it the yeah. first time I watched it of how important this scene was. It is. Yeah, it, but it just kind of went. Yeah, like you're right, you're absolutely right, dude. Just a little tease of just something, some music, or a slight zoom in on that book. Oh, you like, yeah, like, even like a sting is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, just I like, hear oh, that. Man, it's, yeah, you know, and I'm just like, okay, well, then we just we're just gonna throw this out the window, and it becomes <laughs> a joke, which is kind of a funny joke, I, right? To right. be honest, like, he's yeah. like reading through it, and he's like, oh, it's got it's his diary. And it's like, oh, this this is, this is like original thing. It's in German. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Did you catch? You know how she wrote on the on the whiteboard like, "Hey, so and so called about the diary." <laughs> yeah. Did you see at the bottom it said Van Halen diary? <laughs> no, I did. So see mom that. wrote that. Mom's like Van what Van Halen? No, so yeah, Van. I said Van Halen's diary. <laughs> I thought that was a cool. Now was he the one that hunted the monkeys? <laughs> like, no, that's that's King Kong. Like, All right, okay. <laughs> fucking Mary Ellen Trainer, dude. She's yeah. been. This is her third movie. She's been in of ours. Of ours. Wow. Right. That Lethal we've done so far. And, and Goonie, she was Mikey's mom. That's right. Yep. The so there's a little correlation there. Greatest mom in the entire world. Like, yeah, she worked with the uh, one of the other actors in Die Hard this like the following year, I think. Yeah. In eighty eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think the dad, I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah. And one of these actors she worked with again, like right after. And she was in um uh one of my favorite Christmas uh horror anthology things in uh uh, uh Tales from the Crypt. Um I forget at all all through the all through the house or something like that. It's really fucking great, but I think it was written by Shane Black. I think that's why. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> where where uh, where did Dracula get that car, dude? Dude. So <laughs> I don't. It's a rad fucking car. You know he went to West Coast Customs right. or around like, Zombie's house. They're like, Yo, dog. I hear you like death and skulls, <laughs> man. We're gonna put <laughs> we're gonna put a giant skull on your hood and turn gonna, it into a hearse. We're gonna make it smell like death inside. <laughs> He just he just went and knocked on the door of like fucking Herman Munster and was just like, hey, can I borrow your car quick? Remember me? I got, yeah. <laughs> I thought that that car was dope. It was yeah. awesome. There was also at that moment when he's he's got the car and he's assembling the or no he he pulls up upon the town 
and he overlooks mm. the town and yeah. it's starting to lightning and he says, let it begin. Let it begin. And it zooms in on his face and that little flash of when it turns into a skull, <laughs> that works for me. Yeah, that is cool. awesome. That is just a cool special. I would have been, there were many moments in this movie I would have been scared shitless as a kid yeah. had mm. I watched this. And I love those little things that they they added yeah. for special effects. Yeah, that that that, th- that scene is really cool. I mean, like every time that dude is on screen, like you said it in our little intro thing, but like people think that this is one of the best portrayals of Dracula ever. And I think they're right. He's supposed to be like stoic and almost inviting to yeah. a degree, but he obviously he's extremely creepy, but it's just like he is a really, really good interpretation. Uh, maybe only done out by Leslie Nielsen and Dead and Loving. <laughs> but yeah, that's bad. <laughs> they said uh, in 2006, I don't know if you read this, Wizard Magazine made a list of the 100 greatest villains of all time. Dracula was ranked number 30 on the list, but surprisingly, it was for Duncan Rager's performance in this film. His performance was chosen over all other versions of the character. It's crazy. Uh, and and I, I completely agree, man. Yeah. I think I think he's awesome and terribly frightening in this movie, but I have a question for you. If you were going to recast him, who would you who would you pick? Ooh. Somebody popped in. Two people popped in my head right away. Not saying they would be better, but I just saw them in this role. Oh no. I'll tell you who I got and you can tell I'm, me. I'm going <laughs> Who you got? Uh, the first person that, that popped in my head is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> okay. Like okay. In, like Vampire's Kiss Nicolas Cage. Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you I'll, I have I have two. Okay, you might we might be on the same page here. Okay. What you got? Okay, Willem Dafoe. Nope, but Ooh. that would be good. Steve Buscemi. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> I could know. About it. Great. About it. No, Rick Moranis. Oh, oh. damn it. I was going to say Rick Moranis. No, no, no. I've got two, actually. I felt, oh, like, God. I felt like it's because they look like him. Uh, Christopher, Christopher McDonald, Shooter oh, McGavin, yeah. for some yeah. reason, oh, okay. like, looks yeah. like him. But most importantly, uh, Charles Rocket. The dad in Hocus Pocus, and he was Nicholas Andre. He was the oh. bad guy in Dumb oh and Dumber. Oh. He looks like him. Oh, yeah, he yeah. does. 100%. He was dressed up like Dracula, he was dressed in Hocus Dracula. Pocus. That's what it was. That's why you missed. Yeah. Because Charles Rocket could have played Jack Dracula in this movie. <laughs> uh, did, you, did you pick up on that line from Horace, too? I, I didn't know if this was a, a nod to Home Alone, which came out in 1990, but, or, or sorry, if Home Alone made a nod to Monster Squad. But Horace, they were talking about scary German guy. And he says, firstly, he's scary, okay? And B, he's German. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's like when he goes A, 2, and D yeah, yeah. when Buzz <laughs> says that in Home Alone. I thought that was pretty oh, cool, God, too. Horace is great, man. Horace is really he, good. Yeah, he is. And I um, I have to say this uh, before we get too much further in about kind of what you're talking about, um, you know, the lightning and the skull. And like, it's, it's like a lot of it's very kitschy. You know what I mean? Like a lot of it feels like it's, definitely shot like on a sound stage like i feel like when they're in the swamp mm-hmm. or like you know a lot of these things but for something there's something about that that makes me feel like that actually adds to the creepiness a little bit for me yeah in this in this movie um it's kitschy but it's creepy that's all I can really think to say. And a lot of it was shot on like the universal backlot where like psycho and shit is yeah. and like all that, all that bullshit. But uh, like, I think that adds to the charm. Like whatever movie is shot there, it just, whenever you see a shot in a movie from that soundstage or from that backlot, you're just like, there's so much history already. Right. Whatever they, whatever they do to the set to make it their own movie it still has that yeah. like sheen to it. Like it's like still has that, yeah. still has that car smell, you know, or like some, some, uh, 
example like that. You know, it still yeah. it still has that feel to it. You know, yeah. I don't know. I, I love I love that about, it. and then that's what I mean by the the bats on strings. It's like yeah. they know what they're doing. Yeah, like yeah. they're shooting in the Universal Backlash. Like, yeah, every, every fucking director wants Let's to shoot out it. there. You know, somehow being very aware of itself, but also not paying any attention to itself. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's really tough to explain. Well, I have to bring up Uncle Rico as uh, the Wolfman. Well, he wasn't the Wolfman in costume or anything like that, but he was he was the human version of what turned into the Wolfman. Yes, it was called. Uh, there was actually a name for him on on the cast. Crazy guy in costume. No, it, it was weird. It's a desperate, desperate man. man. <laughs> desperate yeah. man is what his title was. That's right. Great character actor. Super super fun to see him in this. Like I, I never I never really realized that, but a uh, uh, great. Great portrayal of that, I think, is like he fucks people up in that police station. Yes, like, he God, throws people through glass and everything. It's kind of crazy looking. And he's like, "Kill me! Like, shoot yeah. me and kill Lock me!" Lock me up. <laughs> he's a nice guy. He doesn't want to turn into the Wolfman. Yeah, you know? yeah, no kidding. What was uh, what? What do you think the scariest of the monsters were? Uh, probably, probably mom when she finds out she's not going on a date. Oh, tonight. damn. <laughs> That's kind of unreal. I mean, come on, he's doing his job. Like, what are we so mad about here? <laughs> it's like you can just tell. Like, this is this has got to be like how many nights in a row that this has happened. <laughs> and like, she's like setting the dinner table for like I don't know. They must be just going to the movie or something like that, not going to dinner, I guess. But man, uh, you know, I don't know how many times you guys have had a similar conversation with either a mom or a significant other, or who a woman in your life, or maybe it was with each other and you're just like well it's my job okay and then it's just the death stare of just like and it's just <laughs> silence it's like well I, i'm sorry i've got to go because it's important what do you expect me to do yep just this well stare. now you're just being unreasonable it's just like, it's like, it's like you're wow. just making your own arguments I, w- I did have an answer for that but now i don't i'm nope. changing it i'm changing it to mom <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's like those eyes, man, were piercing. Maybe just as much as Dracula. <laughs> it's like 2,000-year-old dead guys don't just get up and walk away. Cut to the mummy fucking yeah. walking away. <laughs> it's pretty good. So it's it's a it's the same uh, cut in Night of the Creeps that he does. It's like an homage to his previous film. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, like, I think it's like dead guys just don't get up and walk away from the morgue, and it cuts to a zombie walking on the street yeah. or something like that. It's, oh, it's really cool. And and they, uh, if you haven't seen it, uh, you know we'll talk about it a little later. Wolfman's Got Nards is yeah. the documentary about this, but it, it adds a whole other layer of some stuff. Like it talks about, I was like Gilman, who the fuck is Gilman? Yeah. I've never right. heard of this, but it it goes into detail more about how they didn't really have the rights to use these. They had to change characters, them slightly. yeah, yeah. So they so that was supposed to be creature from the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which I would have recognized, but then I'm like, I've just never heard. Maybe I'm out. I've never heard of this Gill yeah. Man. But I thought that was probably the most terrifying of the monsters. That that's a scary, scary thing. I'm I'm never swimming in like random swamps ever again. Yeah, I, might, I might agree with you. Like the look of it was pretty cool. Like I got to be honest. Like Stan Winston, I got it, all the effects in this movie. Like especially the creature designs are so good. Out of all the effects, it's it's bar none the makeup yeah. effects that, are, yeah. that stand out, especially Gilman and the person who <laughs> Tom Woodruff Jr. who who had to play Gilman. Films shoot for like twelve hours a night, 
And so when he got in that thing, there was like little, little sight to see. Like he couldn't really see much. He couldn't really breathe much. He couldn't go to the bathroom. That's no, terrible. It was all one piece pretty much. And he had to be stuck in there for as long as they were filming his scenes. And it might be why he's not featured much in the movie <laughs> because right. you don't really see him all that often. So, yeah. but I can only imagine, I mean, he probably did it just because he's like, I know what the makeup feels like. Yep, let's I, know do how, it. I know how to work with it. I'll just be the guy. All right, so let's move this along. Uh, Frankenstein's monster is reluctant to aid Dracula and wanders into the forest where he befriends Phoebe and the rest of the monster squad. Dracula finds the amulet and begins to make plans to obtain it. The monster squad assembles a plan to prevent it. I got to go back just a little bit. It's my favorite scene of the entire movie um, is when his dad, he has to go to work. He's, he's d- d- investigating that mummy being missing and everything like that. And he can't go to Groundhog Day 49 or whatever the hell it is. And uh, then he comes back and, he, and and Sean's on the roof watching from the drive-in, which is super fucking cool anyway. From the cliffs of the town, it's apparently, so too. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> it's like way up there. And it's, and it's like a matte painting and everything to it. It just looks cool like on camera. But the aspect of it, his dad is like a fan of these movies, too, along along with him. Right. It's like super cool. I don't know what it is about it, but it's my favorite thing about this movie is like his dad just like, yeah, I, I got you some burgers. I got you some drinks and stuff. And it's like, give me them binoculars. Like what, what's happened so yeah, far? Yeah, yeah. I, I love that aspect. And I got to believe that's, that's like Shane Black and Fred Decker coming in together and doing that. Mm. That's my favorite part of the whole movie. And it, it's just so lovely. I love, I love that sort of uh, father son kind of thing. Like, Hey, Things are things are shit right now, but we're gonna get away, get away in one of these movies real quick. Well, you know how we talk about props that we want from a movie. I I want that burger because that made my mouth yep. just salivate for oh, some yeah. reason. Like for that old packaging as of fast the, food. Yeah, man, I wanted that. I immediately wanted a burger. The crumpled as, up white bag. Yes, the bag. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. It's just like that that white bag that you just know that it's just it's got it's got to have at least like three burgers there's, in there. There's something. maybe <laughs> some fries in there. At least some bag fries, you know, because he probably ate some on the way home. But oh, yeah, but yeah, you're just like, <laughs> but it's it's true. You're just like and like a, a, a drink too like i don't know there is just something about that that just makes you want it so bad mm-hmm. yep that's my prop i'm taking yeah. it you can't my, have it my prop is when we get there later uh frankenstein gets that cost that mask costume out of the yeah. box i want that mask okay hardcore mm. what do you know you you gonna think about it a little uh, bit more if it's a tough one if anything it's probably it'll probably be Rudy's sunglasses. Damn, I Ooh, thought you were gonna nice. take the car, Dracula's no, car. No, you could be, I could see you rolling around in that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rolling around in the Swisher. I like when uh, so Dracula brings everyone together and they they finally get Frankenstein like from the box. His cane has the like his bolts in it and like shockers or whatever, like like yeah. shock pads, whatever the hell it is, connects them to his antennas yep. on his forehead or whatever. And it's like his. Dracula ever jumps out a car for somebody just <laughs> like that? It's like, hang on, hang on. <laughs> let me get my, let me get my cane. Let me just let me, let me grab my cane. I, it's kind of a cool looking cane. I know that. Look at the check this out. The ears come off that. I you like that. He's like, you gonna put that on my battery? Yeah, I just put it on my battery. We have to wait till it storms though. <laughs> just so right. you know, I I can't summon it right now, but it'll it'll it should come. I think Kyle Mara has a has a lock on it. So uh, what Mostly. do you do for a living? <laughs> 
just having an yeah. awkward conversation for hours. Yeah. So I'm waiting for a storm to come around. Yeah. You uh, you know any virgins around here? Hey, you want to have a new, uh, <laughs> you want to see some ladies? Yeah. Um, he probably had to take a taxi to get to that car. I mean, and then he had to jumpstart that car because he hadn't seen it in a while. True. He had to deal with Rena Center. He did. You know, he had to deal with <laughs> fucking we 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 drive you home, people. Whatever yeah, the hell it is, yeah. Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. yeah. It's he's got to he's got to go get an account with them. And that's a whole thing. <laughs> Humanized the goods. He didn't have his, your He forgot his wallet in the plane when he fell out Damn of it. Like, just, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, but but that begs the question of, uh, is this car an actual real car, or is it just a ghost car <laughs> okay. that can drive through other cars? Like, we, maybe he just summons this car. Maybe. That's a good point. I, I don't want to dive into that. We'll be that's, here all night. That's yeah. deep, friend. I thought one of the coolest scenes, I guess, I was, I was trying to view it as a... As a first timer, because I was a first timer, um, but that like the mummy in the closet was mummy came in my house. (laughs) (laughs) I thought like yeah, with little Eugene, right? Yeah. Like when that door opens and Dad's not looking, and the mummy's just there. That's pretty creepy. It was. It's. It is, man. There's some creepy aspects of it, and it it goes back to just like that a dad just being a dad and being like, I am so sick of your shit right now. (laughs) You're not coming into bed with me and your mom. This is my night. Like you're not going in there, uh, and then he's like, and then he's like, oh, the closet. Oh well, no, oh, there it is. Oh, the closet. And then he closes the door back up, and I'm just thinking, how did the mummy get in there in the first place? And why was and he why there? was he there? <laughs> what is he doing? What is he doing? And then he left. Around? Yeah, and then he just left. He, he had no agenda. He was with. He was already with the other monsters. <laughs> he doesn't travel very he, fast. No, so. he, he doesn't have fast travel ability like Skyrim or some <laughs> shit. He, there's no way. And like, I don't know what Mummy's got some special abilities, but but he just, oh man, I, there are so many unanswered questions about that particular. Scene. Like, was he looking for the book too? Right, because he only told Frankenstein to go look for the book. Right, but he's like, oh, "I'll do it too." Maybe they walk so fast that this was a pit stop for him. He just is like, "I got to find a closet." Yeah, well, I'll, I'll just cover your guys' tracks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, see, I'll see what's up here. I don't know. <laughs> Bounce around a little bit. He's he's probably honestly he's probably cold. He's like these wraps really aren't doing it. Uh, <laughs> I got to find a sweater. But he was a small guy, so maybe he found like a kid's kid's yeah, closet. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's what it was. I think this is in this scene. I I fucking spit out my Cedar Ridge. Uh, when they when they go to get Rudy, they find out from scary German guy that they gotta they gotta find a virgin, and so they go straight to Rudy, and he's sitting there <laughs> drinking, and he go. They're like Rudy, you know any virgins? And he spits out his drink. That is like a two second scene. That is so goddamn hilarious. <laughs> they just cut to him like, Rudy, no any virgin spits out next scene. <laughs> that, that I rewound that. That's we talk about rewindability all the time. Yeah. That was my favorite scene of this. Movie. Well, I think the scene before that too is Rob, Robbie Kiger and Andre Gower are talking about like what they have to do. It's like, well, apparently to the, in this book, like we gotta we gotta find a virgin to spe- that also speaks German uh, to read this uh, spell, and then it's gonna open up purgatory, and then they're all gonna go in, and then we'll then we'll be saving the world. I was like, yeah, simple. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll just do that. Makes sense. <laughs> so yeah, okay. simple enough. Yeah, Rudy will help us. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. I, I had to I had to close caption on the second one because uh, you know the sometimes the older the movie is sometimes I can't understand some of like the audio is a little weird. And, and, and I think it was this scene or is a little bit later. They were on the walkie talkies and Sean's talking to Patrick and he says, "Good luck, butt love." <laughs> 
<laughs> it says good luck butt love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, what? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. What are we referring to here? Dude, there's there's some there's I, I'm I'm just saying there's like some almost very forced dialogue, like insults, <laughs> just boys being boys and making fun of their friends. Uh that that it's like it's kind of over the top and like <laughs> even Horace calling that one kid an asshole it's like it just seems almost very out of character but that's the way like like boys would like yeah. talk they they'd find a way to force it in <laughs> you know what i mean i don't know it's just shoehorn that that, that talk. get it in there just cram yeah. it in there yeah just just cram it in in scary german the guy's house they they get there and obviously they're very threatened by him he's like it's time is almost up Time is almost up for pie. <laughs> just oh. grabs the knife or whatever and puts the pie on her plate. I love that aspect of it. it was like the 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 scary guy is usually the guy that helps you. It's like Home Alone, but I do like and it's kind of like a like oh shit this movie just got fucking deep and made me think a little bit uh, when they leave. And he's like oh you sure know a lot about monsters and he closes the door. He's like I suppose I do and he's got the Auschwitz tattoo. Oh, that is oh, deep. That's cut. a harsh cut. I was yeah. like, damn. Like, yeah. That didn't need to be there at all, but it was it was awesome. Yeah. It actually mm-hmm. showed you a lot about like, okay, yeah, this guy, yeah, he might seem scary, but like actually this guy's like genuinely a sweetheart yeah. and wanting mm-hmm. wanting to help. Man. That yeah, that that took me a second. Whoa. That was heavy. <laughs> so, damn. Do they ever say his name, Scary German Guy, or is it just Scary German Guy? I think it's just Scary German Guy. It's just Scary German Guy. It's so literally it's just literally this the credited as scary German guy. I mean, he wasn't very scary once we got to meet him. He was actually <laughs> pretty right. sweet. Very nice German guy. Yeah. Very very genuinely sweet German very guy. Very nice, helpful German guy. <laughs> so at the end of this scene, uh Monster Squad, I mean you're you don't have an eighties uh movie without a montage, right? No. They're they're gonna assemble, they're doing AJ's favorite thing, they're they're powering up, they're building their arsenal. That's right. That song was terrible. You didn't like it? I did not like it. I liked it a Rock lot. until you dropped. Dude, I liked it a lot. But I could see Rock until you dropped. <laughs> it seemed I, like something wet hot American summer like covered as a joke. But but it was like it was like it had it had don't get me wrong, it had those like eighties like montage vibes that I love so much. But it was just like just less than of what some other ones have been, you yeah. know, that, that I've loved for some random reason. But <laughs> rock until you drop. It's like it was. <laughs> it's like it was trying to be the next Monster Mash to a degree. It's something you know. It's, I think that's what I like. It's about trying it. to like. It's like oh, let's let's try to incorporate a dance to it almost. <laughs> and like, rock until you drop. The Monster Mash. It's like what. Until you be <laughs> it, but it don't get me wrong, it fits and it works. Well, it works very well. Also, before this too, we get uh, uh, Frankenstein or Phoebe and Frankenstein moment. Yep. Uh, they do the they do the Frankenstein thing oh, where, he, where he comes up to the girl in the movie where she's picking flowers or whatever. Um, and so that's a cool like throwback to that. But Phoebe coming in clutch and just being like, "Don't be such a chicken shit." <laughs> <laughs> just makes them all be friends. And then we get like what I say on, on this week's Patreon, the perfect fall shot. Yeah. And it's the group. It's the monster squad with Frankenstein dude. Uh, with Tom Noonan. We have to talk about Tom Noonan, but yeah. the perfect shot. It's just like an orange skyline and they're walking towards that. And it's, it's, it's just fucking amazing. Yeah. It's the, it's the shot of the film, I think. And like, we'll be, my you know facebook banner for all fall time pretty much i was just like 
Oh, cool. That's the end of it. And they all live <laughs> happily ever after. I'm like, cool. They didn't have to do anything. Wait. Yep. It's uh, back into yeah, it's it. It's still now. going. <laughs> it's like, Montage we're still time. going. <laughs> yeah, the, the dude that played uh, Frankenstein's monster, who was that? Tom, Tom Noonan. Noonan. He he did a great job. Such a good job. I I did read I re- I read that uh that he like was a true method actor mm-hmm. in the fact that he never once was around any of them. Never. During during the sh- during the movie ever unless right. he was Frank in Frankenstein's monsters. And he up. only acted as Frankenstein, only did that voice around the children and uh yeah, when we 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 saw a screening of this movie and Andre's uh a documentary Wolfman's Got Nards, and the question air or the the Q and A afterwards or whatever. Um, somebody asked him, was like, "So what do you think of Tom Noonan?" He's like, "We didn't know Tom Noonan. Wow, we didn't know him at all. I've never met Tom. I don't know if he still has or not, but or, any, or anything. But it's like we never we didn't see him on set. That's amazing. And he was just Man. Frankenstein. It's crazy. It's probably pretty terrifying though, too, for the kids, right? I mean, they they were younger yeah. kids, especially Phoebe. <laughs> That's pretty terrifying. Yeah, because yeah. he was giant. He was big guy." Huge guy. Well, again, I need them shoes. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> give me some of the. Give me the pair of them shoes. All right. So, scene four: the amulet is buried in a stone room beneath the house that Dracula and the other monsters now occupy. The monster squad break into the house and acquire the amulet and narrowly escape Dracula's grasp with help from scary German guy. <laughs> What's the matter, AJ? <laughs> it's just. It's just with the help of. It's not the scary German guy. <laughs> no, yeah, you can't say scary the. German scary guy. Scary German guy. <laughs> it's just so funny to me. As midnight approaches, the squad makes their way to a local cathedral to make their last stand. Dracula draws the attention of Sean's dad. I like. It's a pretty cool, believable werewolf transformation. A little, a little bit before this scene, uh, in the phone booth. Yeah, where he's he's calling. The sheriff's always like, "That was me. That was me who, who was who just escaped or whatever." And uh, the camera just kind of moves a little bit, and then like shows him as a as a human, but then shows him as like almost halfway. halfway. But the lighting and everything looks like really harsh and creepy, like American Werewolf in London did. Like where it's just like you you see a werewolf transformation in full light yeah yeah you know which is rare and they didn't do that back in the in wolfman days um but i thought it was just like really cool makeup and, and really really clever they did a lot of that uh, a lot of that scary stuff well like this uh this haunt when they finally get to this haunted house of sorts there's some terrifying scenes there as far as like when they keep turning the corner and, and someone else is coming at them. Yeah. I mean, they, they did that very, very well mm-hmm. to make you feel trapped in that house kind of a thing. You know? Yeah, it was really cool. I, I, I like the three vampires, vampires, yeah. uh, girls that he has like as snacks or what he, whatever he said earlier in the film. It's like they're almost scarier to me than like actual Dracula Dude. for some reason. <laughs> and and the way the way they just all held their arms kind of yeah. out while they walked, it's kind of floated. Yeah, it seemed. Yeah, it's cool. And we get we get the famous line of uh, Wolfman's got nards. Like yeah. kick him on the nards, kick him on the nards. Wolfman doesn't have nards. And then kicks him in the nards, and boom, it's. Yeah, it's such an iconic thing. I like. I don't know how you like. What's what's the iconic moment from Goonies? If we're gonna compare, uh, hey, you guys. Yeah, guys. Probably that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the if 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 you're asking anyone who's a fan of this movie to, to like quick favorite line from Monster Squad, yeah. it's probably nine times out of ten gonna be Wolfman's got nards. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah. 
It's yeah. so odd. It's so, but that's the the childish part of this movie is it's like a scary moment, but then there's just this funny little kids like, no, he's got no. Can you believe dude's fucking got Norris? <laughs> oh, I told you he's got no. Oh shit, we gotta run. I told yeah. you. It's like yeah, and we still have to keep moving along because we could still just get mauled by this guy. Fuck. There, there's a lot of that 80s. Uh, I, I do remember the word nards a lot from when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, and, and they use the word dork. Dork. As, in in yeah. three different fashions. Did yeah. you catch that? Yeah. Like, I, I hadn't heard most of these. They, they use the word dork as, like, stop being a dork, you know, like a, a geeky kid. They also s- says he had to wear pants so you wouldn't see his wolf dork. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're, they're referring to dork as a dick. And then, and then they even said, uh, ha- have you ever been do- – Rudy asked the girl, have you ever been dorked? <laughs> you ever been dorked? So the, like, there's th- I like, no, I only knew this as you'd stop being a dork like a, yeah. a nerd. I never heard these other terms of dork before. It's mostly a dong reference. Like, it's, it's Everything's mostly, dong. Yeah, it's like everything is just, is just wieners to these, <laughs> these boys. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know every time I get home from doing a podcast until like 11 o'clock at night, I dork myself. <laughs> Just so just dorking around, dork and dork and dork. You Ew, know, weird. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I gotta let it out. Yeah, the Dracula like pretty much attempts m- complete and utter murder against kids. Like he assumes they're in that playhouse, right? Oh yeah, and he throws dynamite in there, like to just straight up murder these kids. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny to me. It's hilarious to me actually. Like Dracula. The, the prince the, of the, darkness. The fact that he has dynamite. <laughs> That's his weapon of choice. <laughs> it's a tight weapon, dude. If, if, you, if you know how to utilize dynamite, it's bold. It's not a power. Dig. So if you notice, uh, the house that they're living in and the neighborhood they're living in is the same neighborhood from Lethal Weapon. And if you look closely, you can see Murtaugh's house just out of focus in the background. Are you serious? Yeah. and yeah, so Same year. Same year. He must have just been living there. Same writer. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. It's 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 cool to know that the that Murtaugh's family and the Monster Squad, Sean's family, live in the same neighborhood. Dude, property values went down so bad <laughs> in that year in that neighborhood. You had the you had the lethal weapon yeah. shooting There's going on. There's two explosions. There, yeah, you you did not want to live in that neighborhood in 1987. <laughs> it was bad. Imagine trying to be a real estate agent and explaining why the house is so like my a, signs in the yard yeah. what, on the news. <laughs> what yeah. is what is the house haunted? <laughs> yeah. well, no. Well, not exactly. <laughs> not exactly. There was a, there, uh, the, I kind of laughed out loud. I'm still trying to. Maybe you guys can help me through this. I'm still trying to figure out how to TikTok this when when the mummies chasing their open air jeep at nighttime down the road. It felt very Jurassic Park <laughs> when the T Rex yeah. was chasing them. <laughs> I don't know how to piece these together. Yeah, that's where like, Spielberg got it for yeah, sure. Spielberg's yeah. like, holy shit! If we just had a T Rex coming down, oh my instead. god! <laughs> instead of the mummy, that'd be amazing. That was kind of a cool way to get rid of the mummy, though. Yeah, yeah I liked it. Like kind of a ni- that's some s- nice special effects. Definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah it's it's didn't he unwrap them? Yeah, the, yeah, like, yeah. It, yeah, he shoots. Rudy shoots the arrow with his gauze attached to it. It hits right. a tree and yeah, then it unravels right. him. Yeah, I mean, hey, then go, I mean, what what more do you have? You're, you're amazing. A, you're a dust. Mommy. Very very Scooby Doo aspect of that. <laughs> very, very very Scooby Doo to me. If it was a, yeah. if it was the dark universe that they're trying to get up now with Tom Cruise, it would be like, yeah, but then the the dust becomes something else. It becomes in the air and it like takes over a tree, and then the tree CGI and tries to kill Tom Cruise. It'd be like fucking stupid. No, just end his end his life now. Yeah, please. This is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> can we just do it practically, please? Right. 
did you know, like I was picking up on some more dark aspects, like the whole Dracula thing. Uh, you can see when, when, um, Sean's dad's like now going to start running. Like he's like, we got to go save Sean kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, mom's bags were packed, right? She's ready to go. She done. Whoa. Did not see that. Yeah. She's ready to go. She, I mean, she's leaving. She really wanted to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> scariest, scariest creature of the movie. I'm man. telling you, man, that's it's about a, ain't much scarier than that when you're a kid, huh? <laughs> so that's, I mean, hey, I, everyone's got their qualms, but then it only takes your partner dying to give you guys back together. Maybe like is that all? It, it sucks seeing him go because I liked him a lot. Uh, Dell's partner. Oh yeah. Um, Murtaugh, pretty much. Dude, the Murtaugh to his rigs. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, they killed him. Then never spoke of it ever again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no one was, no one cared. They're like, oh, damn it. So at the end, when yep. he's like, yeah, we're, we're the monster squad. I was like, that guy died. <laughs> <laughs> Does, did anyone? Okay, never mind. <laughs> he's still, I think he's still burning in our car. Oh, my God. Uh, I did, I did like that smell. <laughs> Good lord! <laughs> I did like that special effect though on how they showed Dracula turn into the bat, but they did it via shadow against the house. Yeah, that's cool. That was kind of cool, right? I mean, yeah. again, it's it's eighties, and it's like, oh, okay, like. But I thought that was a cool way to show it happen on yeah. a budget. Yeah, like, on a budget, right? You yeah. don't have to show him, and you can show the mom reacting to seeing it happen. Yeah, and then no one caring that the guy just blew up, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's whatever. Fine. All right, so the final scene, the monsters close in, and the squad deduces that Phoebe must complete the task of opening the portal after Lisa's failed attempt. In the ensuing battle, Dracula's consorts are defeated. Dracula arrives to destroy the amulet when Frankenstein's monster intervenes. Phoebe finishes and opens the portal, which consumes the monsters. Van Helsing appears and pulls Dracula to his doom. Frankenstein's monster is also drawn into the portal right before it closes, ensuring the world's safety. Nice. So I didn't know. And this is really cool though. Like it adds to like the lore of werewolves, I guess. Um, is that like, yeah, the only thing that can kill a werewolf is a silver bullet. And like they, they can't think of anything else. Right. And so when they blow that whole thing up, like they throw him out the window and blow the wolf man up, then he becomes a T 1000. Yeah. And then now oh, it's shit. And it's, it just like regenerates itself. And it's like crazy. Like that's, yeah, that's that was cool. A cool he, that should have destroyed him. He blew up completely. Right. No, he didn't. Well, that was the thing. Like, uh, what they they were they were literally quizzing Rudy in the very beginning. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, name two ways to kill a werewolf, and it's like, well, silver silver bullet. Well, yeah, everyone knows that way, and it's like, I I don't know, and he's like. You, what do you think? And they're all like, well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> None of them have an answer for yeah, it. There's not an answer. There's, there's not an answer for it. They're just like, they're like, drop him out of a building or drive, like something like that. <laughs> Run him over. And like, so, like all these references that they're trying to think of. And yeah, doesn't happen. Dracula just straight killing people with dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. Love that he shit. Just, he's just going to town with that stuff. <laughs> the whole, the whole like battle of like Rudy and and like the the bitches. Yeah. Like I'm in the damn club, ain't I? That's tight. 
tight. Yeah. Such a cool line. This He's got is, the cigarette in his mouth while he says it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So cool. And like the the idea of like a bow and arrow with stakes is so cool to me. Like I I no love kidding. that aspect. And within like the the montage of them gearing up and everything, like you can see that happen. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. But Horace's uh like redemption or yes. like his his hero moment of when we finally see Gilman again pop out of the sewer. And uh, all the, the two bullies are in that shop or whatever. He's like, let me in, let me in. And like, we're not going to let you in. Just takes that fucking shotgun and blows him away. It's like, like do you know what you just did? Like, you, you killed the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Like, you killed Osama bin Laden. You, you, know, you did it. That's basically what you just yeah. did. Like, yeah. you're going to live this in infamy forever. Right. You know? And that was the moment that powers him up to not, to say his name's not Fat Kid. My name's not Fat Kid. Horace. The Damn. name's Horace. Horace. Hell yeah, dude. So badass. When we uh, when we saw that in uh, in theaters for uh, uh, or the screening of Wolfman's Got Nards, uh, man, the the theater just erupted. Yes, yeah. It was so awesome. Like you, I got goosebumps. Just I thinking just about did it. too, and I wasn't and it's there. Just like yeah, and you're just like yeah. Well, it's a, it's a cool story too because he's he yeah. unfortunately uh, died pretty young yeah. of pneumonia. Yeah. Um, and uh, he he was going to school for like a, a being a lawyer or something like that, and like in in that period he uh, just contracted pneumonia and, and died. Yeah. And so in Wolfman's Got Nards, it's a really really touching. Oh God. Uh, uh, tribute to him and uh and that that's what made it even more powerful just just knowing that fact just and the names horace it just makes it really really cool you you have to if you're listening to this you're clearly a fan of monster squad you have to watch that documentary it's literally like forget any special feature on any of the versions of the dvd or the blu-rays or anything like that if you want like the complete history and future of what this movie did, mm-hmm. you watch right. that. You watch it's it's the complete definitive like telling of what this movie is. Yeah, and it it's it's on par with the movie. I think like I I don't know if I won't even want to watch this movie ever again without pairing uh, uh, right, it with right, the documentary. Dude. Right, yeah. it's so cool. Yeah, it's 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 a uh, it's a fascinating watch, and I I have to uh, Brent Brent Chalum, or is it Calum? Something, yeah, something like that. But that's that's Horace, yeah, uh, who did, yeah, who passed away. The not just to go back to that though with the Horace scene in the comic book store. What what comic book stores open at midnight? <laughs> what, <the laughs> what are they doing in there? Yeah, like was this a twenty four seven joint? Is this? Is, do they have adult comic maybe books the in dad, the back? Maybe EJ's dad owned it. Yeah, there we go. Like, yeah. Let's go to the comic book store. Yeah. Because it was midnight. <laughs> it's adult comics. <laughs> yeah, adult you know, with some manga gotta, going on in there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> see a lot of dorks. Man. <laughs> dorks and and gazungas. Just uh, <laughs> oh man. Well, and you know, if we're if we're at the end of this movie, uh, that's such a touching scene with Phoebe and Frankenstein. Mm, so good. Well, first of all, before oh, that, God. where. Uh, Dracula <laughs> straight up calls her a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, you, if you call, you do not see that coming. If you if call any first any little girl How like that, know that in English, a bitch. I'm this movie's a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, every time I see that, I want to cheer. I want everyone else to cheer with me. Like, yeah. it's just so great. People gasp in horror, but yeah. Sean's like, yeah. yeah! <laughs> what a bitch! Yeah. That bitch. <laughs> um, no, I just think it's hilarious. It is pretty awesome. But uh, apparently, during the making of this, like she, she was, or the guy who played Dracula, uh, Regeer, Rager, 
Rager. Rager, yeah. Duncan Rager. Duncan was uh, pretty sweet all around to like all the cast members and everything like that. And, and like when it came to this scene, as he's lifting her up and calls her a bitch and does the hiss and has like the the red eyes and everything like that. Frank or uh, Fred Decker gave uh, Phoebe the direction is like you just got to react. And she's like, well, what I re- what do I react to? She's like, you will, you'll know. Wow. And so he that's like the first time he ever like really like got into it and like scared like that reaction that she has on film is her real reaction. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Totally genuine just and it was like it was almost kind of like what Tom Noonan did but yeah. almost the opposite where he he was very he was around the cast and but he didn't put in like his his fangs and red eyes and like yeah. like contact lenses or whatever. He didn't he didn't like you know act that up. Until this moment, <laughs> it's until this moment. <laughs> so that is a. I don't know, man. I think that might might join the list of your top some some top screams. Honestly, it's pretty good. I mean, yeah, saying Phoebe's still the still the star of this for me. She's like, number one. Her the sad ending at the end. She throws oh, the she throws. Uh, what's the name of the stuffed animal? She, Scra- scraps. She sh- yeah. Scraps. She throws scraps. Scraps to Frankenstein. Like that. It was apparent that she like always had this on her, and she was right. willing to give that away to Frankenstein. Yeah. As he went into limbo for boy, boy, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Hope you find your dad. <laughs> yeah, that's so sweet. I lo- I loved it. I love the ending to this. Like, and I love like in the in the gear up montage, uh, Eugene. Writes the letter to the army. He's like, "Hey, army guys, we're gonna <laughs> need you." Up. And they show up. He's like, "Where's Eugene?" <laughs> like, I, I love that. There ain't no army showing up for a thing written in crayon. boys. Just when I thought that earlier song was the worst song ever, this song plays. Come on, man. This one's even worse. Come on, man. It's the, the monster fucking Monster Squad rap. <laughs> Let's the go. I'd rather have. T-U-R-T-L-E power from the Turtles than this, because it was very similar, by the way. When yeah. the monsters come out at night. Yeah. <laughs> it's an awful sight. <laughs> it's, like, it's just so bad. They're like, hey, write me write me a rap in two seconds. That's all you have. Just oh, first wolf? words that come to your head. Just go, go, is go, it go. The monsters? Okay, so Wolfman, come out at night with fright. That's good. Uh, we'll do yeah, that. Yeah, okay, go, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the, going, what's what's the title of the movie? Monster Squad. Monster Squad. Okay, that's the title. Squad. Yeah. Squad. Uh, squad. Uh, um, uh, yeah. Uh, quad. Uh, quad. Yeah. Yeah. Quad. We got. There's a quad in there. Yeah. Sheriff's had one. <laughs> uh, but I mean, but come on, it's '80s, and I I, I say that in jest because yeah, it fits I, so perfect. Absolutely, it fits so perfect. <laughs> a movie like this that ends with like its own theme song, you're just like, yes. Um, yeah, I was to. ready to start it again. Yep. And just go pl- <laughs> play it again. Let's do it again. Roll it. Well, anything else you got before we uh, give this thing a rating? I'm good. Nothing at the moment, man. I think, uh, like I say, I, I I think it's great. I think it's a fun watch, man. Well, well, why don't you give us your modern day rating then, AJ? What do, what do you think, man? After uh, this critical rewatch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my critical rewatch. So finding finding this to kind of revisit and kind of fall into the fandom um, that was surrounding it as well. Um, certainly knocked my score up a, a decent amount. I finally kind of understood what my brother was talking about. You know, you, when you, when you get to experience it with so many, with so many people who are, who are like that excited about it, it's kind of hard not to fall in love with it a little bit. Um, and although I am, uh, still a Goonies fan, uh, probably more so I definitely, definitely rose up on this movie. I think I've. Uh, you, actually, before I before I do that, I have to say I asked and, Andre Gower a, a question yeah. uh, when we got to meet him. Yeah, and this I, is great. And uh, I asked him. I asked him. Uh, 
uh, you know, more or less like who he hated, who he, who he disliked more of like Goonies or who is the other one? I don't know. Um, and he said, look, the Goonies is awesome. You know, they saved their town. They did what they did. They find, they found pirates and they, they fought off the robbers, but the monster squad saved the fucking world. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and it was like a mic drop. It moment. was a mic. It was his mic drop moment. Again, a goosebump moment for me almost. So, um, and he's right. He's like, man, they saved the world from those monsters, from the universal monsters. So I've got to take it on up to, uh, I'm going to give the monster squad an 8.1. Wow. 8.1. Yeah. Sean, what about you, man? Uh, yeah, everything AJ just said, like it, this movie is just so charming and around Halloween time, I'll save it for that specifically. Um, like when we, when we went to that screening of Wolfman's Got Nards, I like it did just kind of reemphasize my feelings toward the movie just because Andre was such a down to earth dude, like, and was excited. Yeah. Like, and to be honest, like we were in Iowa, it's in independence, Iowa at a, at a theater. There's not, there weren't many people that turned out. There was a good amount, but not many. He was just as excited to talk to everybody yep. as, as he would be with like a huge sold out screening of the film. I would imagine. Um, he wanted to get to know and talk to everybody, and, and, and he was such a fucking nice guy. And so, with that aspect in mind, as along with the movie, I just—it's just—it's too much fun. Like it's everything that I want. It's my Goonies. I'm staying where I'm at. I'm at an eight. Eight for Sean. Or I, I totally agree, man. Again, this is the first time I've seen this movie. I, first time I've heard about it. Uh, I watched it. Tw- I watched it twice. Uh, and then I watched Wolfman's Gotten Arts. Mm. I was probably like, a, I was probably going to give you like a six and a half, mm-hmm. but then I watched Wolfman's Gotten Arts and, um, their, the, the Andre and Ryan and all of them and how they spoke about the movie and how, what they all went through mm-hmm. making this and then it just being nothing yeah. and them not even wanting to tell people they were in the movie. God, I know. <laughs> it's just so, that's so shitty. Uh, but then to see it really get what it deserves and to see these genuine people that are like, this is my favorite movie in the world. And I love it. And see, the girl that like, cries, like when she's explaining the end of the yeah, movie. And, yes. And, and so, so again, I, I, I went right, I went up to a seven, 7.5 from 6.5 after watching Wolfman's gotten arts because they they were so cool and so cool enough to leave these voicemails for us mm-hmm. and, and introduce the show. Um, I mean, it, People say it's a blatant riff off, rip off of the Goonies. I completely disagree. No, I, like no. Sean said, I think it's completely different. Yep. Yeah. Uh, th- this this is more of like a teenagers movie than like a it's a te- it's teenagers and adults looking back on childhood yeah. as opposed to kids in a movie going ah this is about me. It's right. yeah. uh, it makes sense that it didn't didn't work at first. It, it, you know, it makes sense. It's an oddball movie. Mm-hmm. Completely, it's, man. I mean, Goonies, Goonies is kind of cut and dry, but not like in a bad way or anything like that. But just, you know, this one's got a little bit more meat to it. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's got a little bit more teeth, I think. Yeah. It, and, and so we, we do want to tell you, though. So uh, Andre Gower, you heard his name earlier on the show. He was the main guy that put together Wolf, Wolfman's Gotten Arts. He directed it all, uh, yeah. Immediately go watch it. Stop what you're doing. But also, um, he had a, he had a heart attack yeah, yeah. just recently. Like, like uh, four or five months ago. Very healthy guy, just out of nowhere. Uh, things kind of went wrong He was wrong doing like a, a, a workout campaign on his Instagram. Yeah. Like he's, he's like reposting people just like working out, doing like a campaign thing, and just randomly happened. And, and he's doing 
putting better now, uh, but racked up quite quite a bit of a bill. There is a GoFundMe out there that I'm definitely going to throw some money at him at. We put the link in the uh, show notes here. Mm. Go, I mean, like clearly, go out, watch the movie, support the show, buy the movie, donate to the GoFundMe. I mean, these are good people, and they deserve totally. it. So, totally. yeah, hundred percent, yes, sir. Cool. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Means the world. Obviously, we love having you here. Tune in next Wednesday. Another great episode. We will be reviewing Ghostbusters. Ooh, we're getting our Rick Aranis in. Rick Rick Aranis. Rick Aranis. Lord and Savior. <laughs> wow. <laughs> After that, our lovely Patreon top tier members have confirmed. Ernest Scared Stupid. Ooh. Ernest Scared Stupid. You done and did it. So, yeah, go check out the Patreon. We'll hope you'll continue hanging out with us every Wednesday. There's going to be another vote coming up. We're going to vote Christmas movies is what we're going to do here oh, soon. Yeah. So, uh, and here's the last of our remaining Patreon members. Dane, Joel, Tony B., Jordan, Nick, Marula, Alicia, Camden Griffith, Francisco Rivera, Cameron J., Kirlana, Big Big Andy, Bud Larson, Anita Richard, Travis Hunziker, Brian Hernandez, Nick Fulkerson, Cale James, Senior Frog, Mr. and Mrs. Roommate, Greg Jackson, Jason Davis, Daniel Skaggs, Emilio Perez, Skylar Brunson, Jordan Hooten, Brenda Meisner, Willie Cox III, Janelle Lewis, Joseph Thomas, Marshall G., Riker Garrison, Mitch Cavanaugh, Ryan Carlton, Sean Dixon, Dana Dane, Josh Miller, Macy, Connor. Good Lord. Good God. We're going to we're gonna have to switch off, maybe. Maybe, yeah. maybe Just, we take a group of names. And, yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I like that. that so, Just so you can breathe, man. Maybe we'll... Uh, we'll Put it into rap form and make a Monster Squad type. There we go. Fucking hope so. Dana, Joel, Tony B, <laughs> Jordan, Nick, Marula, Alicia, Willie Richard, yeah. Willie Cox, three. three. <laughs> I hope you're still listening. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it for us. AJ, tell us how they can take us out of the whole thing, do that kind of thing. Thanks for listening, guys. The most important thing you can do right now is to follow us on social meds. The social media at Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And if you're on Twitter, Confused Be Fast. You should also subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast platform of your choice that you're listening to on right now. Also, will you please visit our merch store? We have merch, you guys. Shirts, stickers, koozies. Go check them out at confusedbreakfast.bigcartel.com. And don't forget about our voicemail number. We want to hear from you. We want to hear those sexy voices. 319-804-9596. You can find links to everything at our website, confusedbreakfast.com. Tell your friends that's your mission this week. Get them to do an episode. Guys, you can always find me anywhere on social media. It's AJ Venz, A-J-A-Y-V-E-N-S, anywhere on social media online. You can find me, TikTok and Instagram, SeanPrior237. Goodbye. And I'm generally called Mikey Schulte on things, but sometimes I'm not. So you're just going to have to like click on the links and the things and yep. find us, okay? Yep. Got well, it. that's it for today's episode. Goodbye. Deus. Bye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.